Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tooth and Claw, a show where we talk about the most intense real wild animal attacks and what we can learn about how to avoid, prevent, and survive them. This is going to be a special episode to kind of wrap up the year, uh, reflect on all that we learned, answer some of your questions, and uh, of course we have a couple of quick stories to share with you guys too, featuring um, some of your favorite musical acts if you were a preteen girl circa 2010, or me back in 1999. Also, we want to say thanks again for all of your support. It's uh, really meant a lot to see you guys rating and reviewing and subscribing to us and all that stuff. We've seen a lot of surprising growth, and uh, it's all because of you guys. Also, a quick shout out to our Instagram. Uh, follow us at Tooth and Claw Podcast on Instagram. We try to be as active as we can be there, posting all kinds of fun animal stuff and talking with you all. So yeah, thank you again for listening. You guys are all great. All right, let's get to the episode. All right, welcome back to a special episode of Tooth and Claw, our end of the year podcast. Uh, how Thanks. you guys doing? Good. Mike, I feel great. Mike, so me and Wes just went to Montana, right? You always do. For Christmas. And I realized it's probably my fault that we were in a roommate fight because me and Wes got in a big fight. He asked me if I could just have one dessert for the rest of my life and I can't have another type, what would I want? And I start really thinking about cake, but then I'm like, I really like cake with ice cream. So I say ice cream and cake. And he's like, you can't choose ice cream and cake. You can only have one or the other. So just real quick, sorry, Jeff. This is an animal podcast, (laughs) uh, but continue, Jeff. Keep going. (laughs) And then uh, we get in a big argument about whether Cake and it's ice the cream most is ridiculous argument I've one, had in a long time. One treat or two treats? Because it's obviously two treats. <laughs> there's no like, there's no one in this world that would agree with Jeff. Well, let that. me be the arbiter. Just let me hear this out. Okay. Well, my argument was we really like these cookies our mom makes, where it's like a peanut butter cookie with Hershey Kisses kiss, on top. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a classic, classic Christmas so I was cookie. Like, Hershey right. Kisses are one treat. Peanut butter cookies are one treat, and you're combining the two. Okay, that's two different desserts that someone's preparing separately, and you're combining them. If someone prepares a dessert like the peanut butter cookie, and it's like intended to be one dessert, a peanut butter cookie with a Hershey's Kiss, that's a dessert. It's like a Snickers has caramel and peanuts and all these different things included in it. But you can't say, like, I want a Snickers bar and a bowl of caramel, you know? Like, sure. those are two different things. And Jeff just could not get that through his mind. We fought about this for, like, I'm not kidding, like, half an hour. And I was like, Jeff, it's my question. How are you not? <laughs> he wouldn't let me have it. No. Okay, so the judge rules that Jeff does not serve any time on a technicality, but recognizes that Wes was correct. Yeah, thank you. Like, I don't, I don't need to like hold Jeff accountable for his terrible answer to my <laughs> right. question. Yeah, no. But it was an awful answer. That's clearly two desserts. I just think, like, had I said vanilla ice cream with hot fudge, you would have said okay, exactly. But if that's I a topping. have cake as my topping, you're like, that's no not a way, topping. Dude. Cake is its own dessert. <laughs> I ended like, up choosing a ice cream cake. All I, I mean, can say is I understand, Mike. Yeah, common denominator. <laughs> yeah, it's just Jeff. Yeah, me. I realize it now. Okay, great. I'm going to bring that up next time we get into one of those. (laughs) Okay, so as Jeff mentioned, we're kind of doing a special episode today. We are going to still have a couple stories, but they're little stories that I came across while I was researching some of our other ones, and they were just like too good that I wanted to share them, but I didn't really have a good excuse to share them, and they have a very similar theme to them, 
And then we're going to get into some year end stuff uh, and like some fun listener questions and stuff. Two uh, stories? Two stories. Two for the quick price stories. Of one. Two stories for the price of one. So you guys got to listen twice. Uh, two of our favorite animals involved <laughs> in these stories. Okay. All right. Buckle up. Buckle up. Yeah, hold on to your butts. <laughs> Whatever else we've said. Okay. So the first one happened in 2014 and it involved a Russian fisherman named Igor Vorozibitsin. And I had to break that up to be able to say it properly. Like spell it out phonetically. No, I think I got it. So Igor is a fisherman, as I mentioned. He's fishing in northern Russia's Yakutia Republic, uh, which is kind of right on the edge of Siberia. And um, yeah, that's what I always try to get during risk. Yakutia. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Is that right? Really part it's of like I... the top right little yeah. bridge yeah. over to Alaska, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Strategic. Anyway, so he is out fishing. He had just parked his car in the woods and he's on his way to one of his favorite fishing spots when suddenly he feels an enormous impact from behind and he's knocked to the ground. And again, I'm going to like these stories are quick because there's not a lot of detail, but I'm going to get right into it. So Igor had been hit by a particularly territorial brown bear. He's being mauled by a big Russian brown bear. And as soon as he hits the ground, the bear's like clawing him and biting at him and doing, you know, what bears do, what we've talked about. A little bit more about these particular bears. This is a subspecies of brown bear. It's the Eastern Siberian brown bear. And they do tend to be a little bit more aggressive than some of the other subspecies. And it's because it's like such a sparse human population in that area that they don't really see a lot of humans. And so when they do see a human, they haven't really equated them with a threat yet. So they tend to be a little bit more bold, and then they also live in a part of the world where there isn't a lot of plant life, so they tend to be a little bit more carnivorous as well. Makes so sense. these are bears that tend to get into a lot of trouble and are historically a little bit more prone to attack. So he's attacked like right out of the gate. He gets out of his car, pretty much gets knocked to the ground. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, that. Yeah, it's sudden enough that he doesn't really have time to think or really even realize what's happening. But after a few seconds while he's on the ground being mauled, his phone starts to ring. And his ringtone was set to play the song Baby by Justin Bieber. What? <laughs> uh, and I guess the Biebs was really offensive to this bear because it immediately stopped the attack when his phone started going off and ran off. He's just really tired of hearing that song. Yeah, heard it just like, I can't listen to this song. Yeah. I gotta get out of here. It's 2014, so we're like oh, past Bieber fever. The main, well, Bieber, like Baby was earlier than that. Was it really? Bit, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. I'll look it up. But I haven't watched the Bieber documentary in a while, so yeah, my timeline's a little off. <laughs> That's a real rewatchable movie <laughs> for you. So the bear scurries off. Igor goes to the hospital. He's treated for some relatively minor cuts and bruises. Um, one funny thing is that he mentioned that his granddaughter is actually the one that set Bieber as his ringtone. He uh, claims... It was 2010, baby. Okay, so this is four years after that. He claims to not be a believer, but, um, you know, he says it was okay. his, nah, his yeah. granddaughter. And, and the lyrics, real quick, are, Oh, whoa, oh, whoa, oh, whoa, you know you love me, I know you yeah. care. Yeah, we all know the song. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, okay. it's it's the baby, baby, baby song. We've yeah, all heard it a million times. I just times. thought the lyrics seemed funny. I think it's pretty funny that he was like, it was my granddaughter. Because, you know, like, right. no. who knows? Of course it was. Dude. Anyway, my brother did do that to our dad once. Uh, it was pretty funny. He put Shania Twain, I feel like a woman, as my dad's <laughs> ringtone. <laughs> and this is like, like... before he went to work. Yeah, and this is before he had... He probably still doesn't like any idea how to change his ringtone, too. <laughs> like, it was in there until one of us changed it for him. And he didn't even know how to turn it off. Yeah. And so he went into, like, a work meeting, 
and he's with a bunch of his colleagues, and all of a sudden, like, I feel like a woman starts playing it. <laughs> I full called volume. him like six times that day, <laughs> uh, and he, it's like his favorite story to tell because he was so embarrassed by it. So maybe that's what happened to Igor. Uh, but I maybe have one more. you know what, Igor, if you put "baby" as your own ringtone, that's yeah, totally wear fine. it. We're not going to judge. No. <laughs> so that's our first uh, story. I wanted to talk a little bit about what probably happened there. We kind of mentioned this already. A lot of bear attacks are very territorial. The bear's just looking to neutralize a threat. And as soon as that threat, you know, is either neutralized or becomes too scary for the bear, the bear's going to stop the attack. So that's why bear spray works really well, because the bear initiates the attack, but then suddenly it's like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. I'm out of here. And maybe that's what happened with his ringtone was like, it was just such a shock to the bear that it decided to stop. It's also possible that it had kind of done what it had intended to do, which was knock him to the ground, maul him a bit and get out of there. There wasn't information about the bear, but I'm guessing it was a female with cubs based on what it did to him and how quick it was to flee from a potential threat. So how much credit are we giving Justin Bieber for saving this guy? Uh, I'm, I don't know. It, like, I want to believe. I, wanna I think believe, he should take credit. <laughs> that I want to be- like, I want to believe that it was, that it was Bieber. Yeah. But I also, you know, knowing as much as I do about brown bears, it's very likely that it had just finished. And was going to run away anyway. Yeah. All right. But it is cool that it stopped right when the phone went off. So very much it could be that. Yeah. Okay. So our second story is very related. Uh, and it takes place in 2011. And Walter Ikram was a middle schooler living in the southern Norwegian town of Rakestad. So I looked up Rakestad and it's like a very quaint looking quintessential little Norwegian town. It's like in these rolling hills with pine forest. Uh, it's inland. So it's not like right on the coast. And Walter lives with his family in a farmhouse on the edge of town. So he's a middle schooler, so we're guessing like probably around 10 to 11 years old. It's a chilly January day, and his mom had planned to pick him up from school, but she was actually stuck shopping in town. And so he just ended up having to take the bus instead. I imagine she called him or whatever and said, hop on the bus. So the reason she had planned to pick him up that day is because she had seen three wolves in the tree line of their property the night before. So they had a big farm and their horses were kind of freaking out because of these wolves. Uh, And she didn't want him to have to make this long walk from the bus stop to their house on his own. But again, she got tied up and she decided to just have him take the bus. And that was a decision that she would come to regret. So Walter gets off the bus. He plugs his earphones into his phone, starts listening to some music, and he's walking this path home. And the path kind of traverses this gently sloping hill. And as he's walking, he notices four gray shapes that are playing on this hill. And he thinks at first that it's probably the neighbor's dogs playing with each other. But as they get closer, he realizes he's being followed by four big, large gray wolves. Big, large. Big, large. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big wolves. Big, large. Uh, So Walter had been taught by his parents, like there's lots of wolves in this area. So he'd been taught don't ever run from them. And he actually like, I was really impressed by this kid because he knew exactly what to do. So he didn't run. He stood his ground, he started waving his arms and yelling, and then he was about to create a noise that was very unbearable for them. He pulls his headphones out of his phone and just lets his phone speakers go, and the song that he was listening to was Overcome by the band Creed. Creed, (laughs) yes. Which is a song that we listened to before this podcast, and I can attest that it's not a great song. (laughs) Just kidding, we listened to it before every podcast. Oh man, I don't know. If I was the Wolves, I think I'd get pumped up for like a fight. (laughs) Well, it actually did the trick. The wolves turned around. They trotted away. Walter was spared a potential attack uh, 
with some quick thinking and some really bad music. It's like the total our parents' stories of walking to school. When I walked to school, <laughs> I'd be attacked by wolves. Yeah, it was negative 30 and... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Our and I was listening to Creed. Yeah. Yeah, more grandparents. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, he survived. He had a scary day, but obviously he was fine. Um, I looked him up. He's now a computer science specialist and a hobby anime artist. And um, took a look at his anime. It's mostly like pretty sexy anime. My kind of guy. <laughs> Good for you, Walter. You know, do your thing. Okay. Quick thing to mention with that story. We talked about this in our last podcast. With wolves, the main thing to do is like very similar to a cougar or a black bear. You remain dominant. You make as much noise as you can like Walter did, and you never, ever run away. Especially, I think with all the animals we talked about, cougars and wolves especially, don't ever run from them because that really triggers that predatory response in them. And if you can, blast Creed. Blast Creed. Well, <laughs> now you have a good excuse to always have like your guilty pleasure songs on yeah, your phone. Totally. Because yeah. you can just be like, animals hate wolves, them too. bears, <laughs> you know, you never know. <laughs> uh, just quick shout out to our anaconda scale because that was a real ice cube move. It was. Yeah. Walter was really on top of his game. A yeah. uh, little bit more about Norwegian wolf attacks. I looked into them. They're pretty similar to North America where they don't really have their only recorded death from a wolf was in 1800. So they they have a number of wow. attacks that have been recorded, but they're really rare and they really haven't had any fatalities. So there are parts of the world that we mentioned have a lot. Norway isn't one of those places. Um, okay. So that is our story, uh, stories. <laughs> I just came across both of those again while I was researching and just thought, you know, those are two terrible bands. <laughs> music is powerful. Yeah. If you like those bands cool yeah good for you yeah. we're not we all, we're not judging it i had a creed phase yeah i was 10 I'm not surprised it was 1999 like bieber songs yeah okay. no no i can no honestly say i've never liked either of those bands but you know what well fine. good for you wes yeah. you're no, way yeah. cooler i'm not so trying cool. to say that i'm not trying i've liked some <laughs> terrible bands i currently like some terrible bands. okay so another thing we wanted to bring up in this special year-end episode uh we have had a meme sent to us by many of you. It's actually something we meant to talk about earlier in the year, but it's something that we definitely should discuss. Um, a lot of you probably remember if you're on Twitter or if you're on the internet at all, earlier this year, this meme came out and it, there's uh, nine different categories and you get to pick two of these animals. They're going to defend you and the rest is coming to kill you. I'm going to share this meme on the Instagram, but really quick, the animals are 50 eagles, 10 crocodiles, three grizzly bears, seven bulls, one hunter, 15 wolves, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, or four lions. So you get to pick two of those categories to defend you. The rest are coming to kill you. Now, I think for the sake of making it even, we just assume that for each of these animals, it's the maximum size that that animal can get to. Uh, I literally had friends almost lose friendships over this question on Twitter. <laughs> and I like even inserted myself into a bunch of them because a lot of people were picking bears over gorillas. And I was like, I uh, honestly, I'm a bear expert and I'd pick the gorillas. Okay. So I'll go first. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot. For me, if the hunter has like unlimited ammo, I'm picking the hunter. Well, what gun does he have? It but, looks like he just has a hunting rifle. Yeah, it looks like sure. a shotgun to me. Okay. For me, it's almost boring to have the hunter included in there. So I kind of want to cut him out. Yeah. Um, oh, really? I want to pick the hunter. Okay. I totally would. But I just think there's too many things that play no, into you got to keep on that. Like, for me, if the hunter's on an elevated platform and he's got unlimited ammo, then, like, the hunter can pick off all those animals. Not the eagles. 
Yeah, the Eagles would be hard. But that's why that's you true. pick the Eagles. I yeah, pick but then the you pick. Okay, so for me, I, I'm not going to pick the Hunter because I don't know about the ammo and everything. There wasn't enough information okay. on the Hunter for me to pick him. I'm picking the 10,000 rats. I've thought about this a lot, and I'm constantly yeah. like fluctuating between the other ones. But the rats, I'm for, always up for sure on. I'm picking 10,000 rats. Yeah. And then if I can have a moat with the 10 crocodiles... I'm picking them. A mo- if okay, they're in a yeah, moat. that's smart. Yeah, if they're not in a moat, I'm picking the five gorillas. All right. I'll go next. Go for it. So yeah, for me, the 10,000 rats is a lock. For sure taking that. The hunter, no way I'm taking him. It's one dude. Unless he has like a machine gun yeah. grenade gu- launcher. If a launcher. single one of those animals slips by, he's toast. If 10,000 rats are coming at him, he's not going to be able to kill But you can pick him. him and the rats. Yeah, but I'd rather pick the eagles. So you're picking the rats and the eagles. Yeah, because eagles have huge talents. They mm-hmm. can come at you from the air. So, like, the yeah. hunter's done. He'll take out, like, two of my eagles. That's a good point. The gorillas, that's going to be tough. They're, I mean, I still think no matter what, I'm dead. Yeah. But I think those give me the best chance. I like the eagles. The eagles actually, like like a golden eagle, for example, their talons are as long as a grizzly bear's claws. Yeah. And more powerful, probably. They don't have more weight behind them, but they are just like a vice. Right. But eagles aren't getting through my crocodiles. You know, their claws aren't going to pierce the crocodiles. That's the one thing I didn't see the eagles beating was the cocks. Yeah. Mike, what's But like the crocodiles, I feel like I can just kind of climb up a little tree or something. For me, I'm only picking them if I have a moat with the crocodiles in them. Otherwise, I think they're useless. Well, not useless, but not as good. Mike? Yeah, for me, the eagles were the the lock for sure because okay. they're airborne and that kind of takes away every other animal except for the hunter's ability to kind of take them out, which is why I went with the hunter as my second option because the way I look at it is this isn't like a battle arena where there's just limited space to move around. If I'm looking at this right, I can go wherever and move yeah. and use my human intelligence to kind of like outsmart a bunch of stupid rats. Okay. You know? Yeah. And birds take out rats super yeah. easy. I think the kind of caveat to all this is that you have to assume there's coordination between the animals right. that you're yeah. picking. Because if it's just 10,000 rats, then you throw them down, they all scurry. Yeah, they're you know? not going to like attack. Well, you're assuming they're you. defending you. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. coordinating a defense. Right. And I think 10,000 rats is like... It's I don't a know. lot of rats. Yeah. Like it, like, <laughs> I looked up how much they weigh, and they're like roughly a pound each. Yeah. The biggest rats. Sure. And so that's 10,000 pounds of animals, yeah. which is more than the rest of these, aside from maybe the crocodiles. Okay. Um, so like poundage-wise... I just think everything. that human ingenuity could easily outwit rats. Well, think of know, this. If I'm like... I have my 50 eagles and my 10,000 rats. Uh-huh. All 50 eagles pick up two rats okay, in no, each clock. I like this. Bring them over to your hunter and just drop, drop them, them right Ooh, on that's him, a good idea. Like little yeah. rat missiles. Yeah. Yeah. If you're overwhelmed by rats. Eagles and rats. Like I think a couple hundred rats overwhelms you. Sure. But if I get on a bike and ride for half a day, those rats aren't going to catch up to me. For the eagles are catch up to you. <laughs> yeah. But the eagles are on my side because I picked the eagles. Okay. okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Genius. I can see why this is a big debate. What I will say is that I would definitely pick gorillas over bears. Even though I know, yeah. like, I love bears. I know what they're capable yeah. of. Gorillas are so strong. I think bears was my last choice. Really? I picked bulls. See, I'd pick the bears choice. over the lions, and I'd pick them over the wolves. Oh, yeah, I kind of forgot. Because, like, a, a pack of, like, 15 <laughs> wolves usually can't even run off 
like what was, one bear. So we got our answers. Yeah. That's what we say. Jeff might have swayed me with the eagles oh, yeah, <laughs> dropping baby. rats on people. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. Nice. I just got to keep Lord working of the Rings, on you with the in cake. In Lord of the Rings, cake. like nothing beats the eagles. So that is the meme. Thanks, guys, for recommending it. We have been meaning to talk about it. Feel free to send us your scenarios, what you think would win, so we can make fun of you and <laughs> say how you're wrong. All right, should we get into our categories? Let's do it. Okay. So we are going to kind of look back at some of our episodes, talk about a little bit of year-end stuff. Um, our first category that we all wanted to talk about was looking back at our 10 episodes, which was our biggest ouch. <laughs> so Jeff, do you <laughs> want to explain that? Yeah. So there's been a few episodes where something really painful happens and I say ouch yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to go with our biggest ouch. The one that generated so like, the biggest ouch out of us. Yeah. yeah. So like the one that kind of sticks out to us. Okay. And I can I can start us off just so you guys kind of know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Sure. The one that sticks out to me is in the hippopotamus episode where it says they could see the guy's liver. Lung. Lung, his that's lung. right. Yeah. His lung and his pumping blood and like his ribs were broken. Paul Templer was, yeah. Paul Templer. Yeah. That's my biggest ouch that's a big is ouch. seeing Paul's lung. Okay. Mike, what's yours? I was going to go, I, I believe it was the first story that we shared in our second episode about the black bear mm-hmm. where, uh, what's her name? Elena Hansen. Elena. Her face was flapped all the way off. Yeah. That was a big ouch to me. Okay. For me, it's hands down the chimpanzee the chimp, attack. Yeah. I the like, testicle? Yeah. So like, <laughs> researching that one and having to read the whole description made me actually like sick. And then when I got to his testicles getting ripped off, sorry for whoever skipped that episode because you couldn't handle it. Like maybe we'll put a trigger warning <laughs> warning at the beginning maybe of that. Maybe yeah. For some reason, the thought of like animals that claw and bite and everything is like completely different from an animal using its human-like hands to rip stuff off. That just freaks me out more than anything. And it like ripping that guy's nuts off. Mm. Oh, it gave a, me nightmares. That's a big ouch. Yeah. Fine line between <laughs> pleasure and pain. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, on that note, let's go to our related category which is like the scariest moment of the stories that we've talked about what was the thing that if you saw that it would have freaked you out the most okay for me it again is the chimpanzee (laughs) and it's it's those people as they were talking to mo outside the cage and they see two big chimpanzees out of their cage come running at them that would just freak me out so bad and maybe this is all just like feeding into my fear of chimpanzees but that for me was like, again, when I was reading that, it gave me goosebumps. So my the scariest moment for me is kind of the standoff. And this maybe is a little tame, but I'll try to explain it. Yeah. It's the standoff between the little kid and the wolf. Okay. Because yeah, there's so much terrifying. time where there's just, you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you have a feeling it's going to end really badly. So like you start running through your mind, what is this wolf about to do to me? Whereas like with... We have a couple of attacks that just happen instantly. You don't even have a moment to register what's going on. I think that little bit, that moment of tension would have really made me uh, wet my pants. Yeah. And especially it's like a little kid. So you put themselves in their mind and it's like terrifying. So I'm going to kind of run through my thought process on it a bit. Uh, Scary movies, I always get scared the most by like a jump scare. Yeah. So I'm going with kind of the jump scare part. Uh, the polar bear one 
where the kid puts his head out of the tent and then yeah. the bear's just like biting him right, right yeah. the way. Yeah. That seemed pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. But the two I decided between is oh. the tiger one where you're just at the zoo walking away from an exhibit, have no expectations of anything possibly happening to you. And then, like, a tiger's just attacking you and your friends. Totally. And I'd be more scared to be, like, the kid that didn't die and, like, have your friend being attacked. Well, he was also knocking on the door, and they wouldn't take him seriously. And he had gotten That's like a horror movie. Yeah. Like, he'd already, like, gotten a little bit of a horror movie. In a horror movie, they would totally let them in. But the one I'm going with is the people on the boat when the dude oh. got in the shark's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, launched in the air. Launched in the air. He's just in like a 20-foot great white. Was it 20 feet? Yeah. It was 19, yeah. 20-foot yeah. great white shark's mouth. And your friend's or brother is just in the mouth all of a sudden. And you're just in the boat helpless. That And that was one where in that story, they talked about the trauma that happened to the other guys. A lot of these stories, like the people that are there watching, you don't necessarily hear too much about how traumatized they were. But that one, like almost every article I read, it mentioned how everyone in that boat was pretty traumatized by it. So that's a good pick. You remember James Franco's shirt in Pineapple Express? Yeah, with the shark (laughs) shark with the cap popping out? Yeah, Yeah. that's a classic shirt. shirt. I like that. That's a great movie. Uh, So I think now we should probably do some listener questions, and then we'll get into some more of these other categories. So, Jeff, do you have some listener questions for us? Yeah, I do. Thank you guys again for giving us questions. We got a lot of questions this week. I promise you we read all of them. We get to as many as we can. What is the biggest animal you could realistically fight off and attack with with your bare hands? And who asked that question? And this is from Hey Drew Beebe. Okay. So, uh, I would personally, like, I would say a mountain lion. They're the fourth biggest cat. But they are one that you have a chance of fighting off with your hands. I couldn't think of anything bigger than that. You could potentially fight off a black bear, but if it wanted to kill you, it would just keep doing it. I guess that's true with a mountain lion too. But I think the one you have the best chance with that's the biggest is a mountain lion. I'd say like a female elk. You think you could fight off a cow elk? Yeah. I don't think you could. How would you fight that? How would you fight me? It would just, just like trample it. you. Yeah, like a horse. That happens all the time. I don't think you could. Okay. Gore yeah. Maybe a deer. Antlers. Maybe a deer. Than a mountain lion, right? That's true. They're about the same. All right. I'm gonna right. stick with mountain lion. Okay. Yeah. Going with I'm, a predator. Yeah. I'm I just gonna trust feel like you. I would go with an animal that's not a predator. I feel like they're usually harder to fight off. I think right. a mountain lion's so slim and like it needs every muscle in its body to kill its food that they're so cautious that you can fight them off. But like if a deer, like there's so many videos online of deer just like relentlessly coming at people. So I'm going to say mountain lion. Well, way to go, Hadrew. You started another fight. All right. Uh, We got a question from T-Money Jackson. Could you do an episode on bobcats? I saw one recently and didn't know what to do. Uh, (laughs) Wes, what would you do if you see a bobcat? If I saw a bobcat, I'd get my camera out, get as close to it as I wanted, and take some photos, probably. (laughs) Um, A bobcat's, like, essentially a a big house cat. They don't attack people. If you, like, tried to grab it, it would really mess you up. Like, they're mean as hell, but it's not going to pounce on you and try and attack you. Okay, so probably no bobcat episode. Probably no bobcat episode. If you're not familiar with the bobcat, do you call it Robert Cat? You you know what? I, I worked with a bobcat researcher, and he called him Robert Cats a lot. <laughs> okay, so, well, yeah. there you go. So you're not far off. 
We learn things okay. here. Yeah. From Taybrad421, does slash will climate change affect the schedule for when bears hibernate? So, it, yeah, it does. Uh, bears really only hibernate if they're A, pregnant and they're planning on having cubs, or to avoid a food shortage. So in places where it's really cold, bears hibernate because they don't have enough vegetation to sustain them throughout the winter. But in places like Florida or other places where you have warm weather bears, they don't really hibernate if they're not having cubs. And that's because there's plenty of food for them still. So if climate change drastically reduced winter length and stuff, bears aren't going to hibernate nearly as long or not at all. So it can really affect it. All right. So for Mike from Meadow Road, uh, it says, For Wes, how did you become a wildlife (laughs) biologist? What school experiences and or internships? Okay. So Actually, this... let's let Wes answer that. Okay, no, that's smart. <laughs> uh, this is a great question, and I had someone email me this as well, so I wanted to talk about it. Uh, for me, it was kind of a long road where I didn't plan on being a wildlife biologist to begin with. I was obsessed with wildlife, but I ended up uh, going down a medical route, didn't really like it, did my undergrad in biology, um, decided not to go medical, and then thought about what I was passionate about, which was wildlife. I, t- I studied really hard for the GRE. I did well on the GRE. And then I found a professor that was working with bears, which were the species that I wanted to work with. And I just bugged him and bugged him and bugged him. Uh, he kept telling me that he didn't have any work for me or position for me or anything. But I continued going in, making sure I was on his radar. He finally gave me a job um, as a polar bear tech. Then he gave me a position as a master's student. And I did my master's with him on a black bear and polar bear project. And then I came out of that. Uh, started doing freelance work, hosted a show for Great Big Story, and then everything kind of came crashing down this year with the pandemic, and I'm kind of deciding what to do next. Uh, I got a few options, but that's kind of my story. Hope it helps you guys. My number one point like, of advice would just be be as persistent as you can be once you figure out what you want to do. Okay, we have a question from Cameron Rhodes. Which Star Wars character would you choose to help you fight off an animal attack? Mike, you want to go first? Sure. I would go with Jabba. Okay. <laughs> he's got a whole host of people, you know, that Wait, so he's allowed, use, he's allowed to use he's allowed to use his resources. That's little, a good choice. His okay. little rat salacious crumb. Because he might, like, catch the animal, put him down in the basement, and just feed your enemies to it. Yeah, or dress him in, like, a really sexy metal bikini. Yeah, so we have a Rancor situation or a Princess Leia situation. Okay, I personally, I wouldn't pick, like, the really big, fat, slow-moving crime lord and his little (laughs) weird dog, you know, in a universe of, like, Sidious and stuff. But I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Darth Vader, just because I feel like... He, you know, had this legendary powder power and was like the chosen one and hardly anyone could ever beat him in a fight. So I'm picking, I'm picking Vader. He kind of breathes loud and I feel like animals would hear him really easily. Yeah, they might. Yeah. But that's not always a bad thing. It's not that's surprising. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Force wielder. I thought about Vader, but I was like, I like animals too much. Vader's going to kill the animal, that's you know? True. That's a good so point. then I ended up on Luke because I just figured Luke could use the force to like put some grizzly bear at top of a tree or something and okay that's fair i would probably if i'm picking like a, a pacifist i'd probably pick yoda over luke but i just feel like yoda would encourage more attacks because the animals could take him that's fair. like they would see him and, be and they're like, like oh i can, I can take totally this eat this thing toad okay 
Maybe the guy in Fair charge enough. of the the death beam on the Death Star. So just, you just want to like nuke the whole planet? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. move on. All right. We got one from our brother. Oh, great. Cy Grizz. Uh, where do you think he got the name Cy Grizz? I think he copied me, but All that's right. okay. <laughs> Are you more likely to be attacked by a pack of wolves or a black bear? A black bear. Just based off statistics, the amount of attacks every year, it's a black bear. Unless you're in India, then it's wolves. Good question, Cy. All right, we got one from Edang00. Sorry if I said that wrong. Part of my uh, favorite thing about listener questions is watching Jeff <laughs> work his way through their names. Uh, cutest baby animal. Huh. Mike, do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, I am partial to kittens. Okay. Just like the regular, whatever kind of house cat it's you like want. like a house pick. cat kitten. I, for me, it's a baby bear cub. Yeah. Um, and it's probably, I mean, I'd probably go with a polar bear. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Baby polar bear. I don't Black think there's bears are real cute. much cuter. Yeah, but for me, it's bears, but I'm going to say baby polar bear. All right. So from <laughs> native, or wait. Shoot. Native? All right. From, well, it's not. Okay. Natalie? Yeah, it's like native don't. Okay. Native don't. Sorry if I'm saying these wrong. Uh, which animal is the softest? Ugh, a chinchilla? Chinchilla. I was thinking the, the inside of a koala's ear. Have you touched the inside of a koala's I'm ear? I'm just saying which looks that the softest. That looks the softest yeah. to you. I'm going to say a worm after it rains. Okay, and we have a listener question from Nico Iannone. In theory, could you relocate polar bears to the South Pole? Yeah, that was one I wanted to include because that's a question I've been asked a lot. Uh, you could. You could put polar bears in the South Pole and they probably have plenty of seals and stuff to feed on down there. Uh, so in theory, you probably could do that. Uh, it would cause total trauma to that ecosystem in that, down there. If you're introducing an alpha predator to a new ecosystem, it just wreaks havoc. So it'd be an ecological disaster to introduce them down there. They'd kill tons of penguins. penguins They'd kill yeah. seals. Like It would be really bad for the environment, but you probably could do it might be fun to try out for like two years. It'd be fun if you're not a penguin or a leopard <laughs> seal or something that they would kill. You think they'll I'm ever of those. reintroduce grizzlies to California? I doubt it. They have there's, it on the state flag. You yeah, know? there's just not enough habitat for them there anymore. So I really doubt it. I think there'd be some other places in the country they get reintroduced, but probably not California. All right. All right. So that's it for listener questions. Again, as Jeff mentioned, keep sending them. We love doing them. We get to as many as we can. We try and save some of the other ones for later, but we really like doing them. So keep coming up with them. Okay. So another category, what animals have had the best year in terms of conservation and which had the worst? And I'm just going to kind of launch into this really quick. It's been a really weird year for wildlife conservation. The pandemic really affected a lot of projects, a lot of organizations, so there's some benefits and some negatives to that. Um, some animals that had really great years. Tasmanian devils were reintroduced to Australia. That was a really big conservation success. They're like dying off like crazy in Tasmania from cancer, from some like habitat loss and a bunch of other stuff. So reintroducing them to a place that they haven't been for like 400 years. It's a big win for Tasmanian devils. Uh, Kenyan elephants had a really good year. They're having a lot of babies which it's hard to exactly say why that's happening, but it's probably just increased protection. One thing that people don't realize is that just killing elephants obviously reduces their numbers, but if you can stop that, not only do you stop animals from dying, but you also stop them from being so stressed out 
that they like are more reproductively viable. They're more fecund is the word. So they're having a lot more babies because they're having more repro- or more protection. You- I always thought it was less protection equals more babies. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true, Jeff. And remember that. But also with elephants, that's not necessarily the case. Okay. Pangolins have had kind of a weird year. Pangolins, a lot of people think that they're one of the intermediaries between bats and humans for coronavirus. So China's like really cracked down on the illegal pangolin trade. And they're thinking that that's probably going to be a big win for pangolins. But on the other hand, when an animal is blamed for a disease, people tend to kill them in really high numbers just because they think they're unclean animals. So I've talked to pangolin researchers. They're not really sure how to feel about them being blamed for coronavirus. It could go either way. How many pangolin researchers do you know? Uh, I know a handful, like three or four. I've worked with some. I went to Africa and worked on a pangolin project, so I I know them personally. Um, The Big Cat Act was passed in the U.S., which essentially, I'm pretty sure it was passed. It's so hard to know if anything actually is passed. But that essentially restricts people that are doing these like cat petting operations, like the guys in Tiger King. And that's a big win for big cats uh, because... Those like pet, those cub petting things and like letting people like take pictures with tigers and lions and stuff is just terrible for them. And it's awful. And another big win is that most of those Tiger King people got thrown in jail this year or had their like facilities shut down or whatever. So that's a big win. A couple losers. Because of the pandemic, there's far fewer visitors in natural nature reserves and parks and stuff. So poachers have really run rampant this year because they have a lot less pressure on them. So poachers are actually having like a pretty banner year for what they're doing, which is awful. Uh, And then this was one of the hottest years on record for the world, especially in the Arctic. Uh, There's huge fires in Siberia, in the Pantanal, in Brazil, in Amazon, in Brazil. The U.S. had terrible fires. Australia had terrible fires. So climate change is really ramping up, as we've talked about, and that's really causing some huge problems for wildlife around the world. So those are kind of some of the losers. Anyway, that's some winners and losers for the year in conservation. And some weirdos for the pangolins. Yeah, the pangolins were not, you know, jury's out on pangolins. Um, Okay, so another category. For you guys, we've all learned a lot, I think, doing this podcast, like including me as I do the research and stuff. So I just wanted to ask, like, what's the most interesting thing that each of you have learned throughout this process? So, Mike? Yeah, I'll start. Um, I was blown away, and I hope I'm not the last person on in the world to learn this, but that whales evolved from land animals returning back to the water. Is that yeah. common knowledge? I don't think so. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I thought that crazy. was really, really interesting. Jeff? Yeah, I have a runner-up and then my answer. As always. <laughs> the runner-up <laughs> is that hippos run on the ground and can't really swim, and they just float and sink a yeah, bunch. that was one of mine, too. And then... My main one was just how many wolf attacks occur outside of the U.S. because I just knew how uncommon they were. Mm-hmm. So I just thought like wolves never attack anyone. But it's interesting to hear that like in India, it's an actual problem. Totally. Yeah, for me, like the hippos not being able to float was a huge one. And then my other one was a hippo related one too, where um. I learned about the Hippo Act in 1910. In the oh, yeah. The fact that we were like you know, a hair away from getting hippos in the U.S., like in the swamp, which yeah. just would completely reshape that whole ecosystem down there. So that was pretty wild to me. Okay, our next category is kind of 
our last one, probably. We've talked about 10 different animals so far in the podcast. Uh, we're going to come back to some of those animals. We're going to introduce some new ones. We have a lot of fun stories lined up. But of the 10 animals that we've talked about, what's your favorite so far? This is going to be the hardest question for me, but we'll think, give you time to think. Okay. Jeff, what's your favorite animal we've talked about so far? It's probably got to be the grizzly bear. Cool. Um, tiger is really cool, but I'm going grizzly bear. Mike? It's the tiger for me. Then it's pretty easy. I love tigers. Yeah, you've, you've stuck to tiger. Uh, for me, it's grizzly bears as well. Like bears are my favorite group of animals and grizzlies pretty consistently are at the top of that list. So I'm going to go with grizzlies. Chimpanzee and people clothes is pretty high for me too. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, without the people here. clothes, it's it's wow. at the bottom. And that's a backwards hat. Uh, yeah, backwards be, yeah. hat, yeah. sunglasses. And what do you guys think is the striped like, t-shirt? Would you say that for like animals dressed up in in people clothes, chimpanzees are the ones that? Oh, they're the one seed for sure. For you, like, the oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any other. Animal so I have, an, that gets I have close. an interesting one to throw into that. Okay, I'm. Uh, there was, a while ago, someone posted a video of a, like a chicken that they put in like full overalls. I've seen that. And oh. it, I that really hit the spot for me. I really thought it was funny because it's like yeah. kind of wobbling back and forth <laughs> and it looks just, it makes you like look at the chicken in a completely different way. <laughs> so that one's probably my pick. I, I think, do appreciate dogs that get put in the oh, costume yeah. where their front paws are the yeah. legs of like a human costume. That's pretty that. good too. I think penguins can be pretty funny in people clothes. I don't too. think I've ever seen a penguin in people clothes. Oh, that's pretty funny. I'll look it up. Yeah. All right. Something to look up. Okay, so that's it for our categories. Uh, That's it for this year's episodes. Uh, We're having a great time with this thing. We're excited to make more. We're gonna, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We are gonna take a couple weeks off, and then we're gonna come back. We're gonna start releasing episodes at a pretty good clip again. Feel free to send in stories, send in animal recommendations. Questions. We'll consider them. Follow questions. us on Instagram. We we love talking to you guys on Instagram. Totally, it's just Tooth and Claw Podcast on Instagram. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Leave us a rating. That really helps a lot. And then my, if I can give you guys a New Year's recommendation for your, um, for your, whatever those are called resolutions. Yeah. uh, I would just say, don't be afraid of animals. We, that again is like the message we want to portray with this podcast. Obviously we need to respect them. Obviously, these stories are really intriguing to us. Animal attacks throughout history have been these really appealing, interesting stories to people. But we don't want them to incite fear in you. We want to teach you what you can do to not be afraid when you're in these environments. Don't be afraid of animals. Don't be afraid of animals. Yeah. Got it. Great. Already done. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, that wraps up season one. Yeah. Let's, uh, we got to end on a cliffhanger for season two, right? Yeah. Want to give us like a taste of what we can expect, like an animal you're thinking we're going to We're going to do about? a snake one real snakes. quick. I oh. haven't picked the species yet, but snakes are pretty high on the list. Yeah. And then we're gonna, we're doing an orca episode. We got it. People have been nice. asking for orcas. I've been hesitant to do it because as soon as we have orcas in that cage match, it's like it's game over, over for yeah. everything else. Yeah. Unless we like put mosquitoes in there or something. Or like a person. <laughs> yeah. Or a human being. <laughs> yeah. Or 10,000 rats, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be I'd a good pick, fight. I'd pick the orca. <laughs> put those rats in the water and the orca's eating all of them. True. Okay. Uh, that's it. So thanks, guys. Uh, we really appreciate everything. We do. See ya. Love you.
Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Jillian on Love wherever you're listening now.